Hey, it's Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your host of the I Heart My Life show. This is episode 99, From Journalist to Course Creator with 35,000 Units Sold with Lucy Griffiths. Today, we're speaking to one of my previous clients, Lucy, all about her journey from being a journalist out in the field in some of the craziest environments and areas in the world to having a baby, trying to figure out her purpose, who she was meant to serve, what she was meant to do, lots of struggle in between, and then eventually becoming a rock star course creator and now having sold over 35,000 courses. So this is truly an inspirational story for anyone who wants to learn how to make money in their sleep. So let's dive in. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Lucy. It's been a while, so I'm so excited to have you here and catch up. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. So I know a portion of your story, but I'd love for you to share a little bit more with the listeners because I I just love how you have moved forward with your dreams, even though you're obviously a mom of a young son and there's a lot of other things that could have captured your attention or not let you um, go down this path. So why don't you take us back and share a little bit about the story behind the success? Sure. Um, so probably rewind five years and I was, um, I was basically on maternity leave and really stuck. I was, um, you know, feeding my young son and dreading the thought of going back to work. And I had had a 20-year career as a TV reporter, a journalist. I worked in amazing places. I got to witness history in the making. I covered everything from like Obama um, on Air Force One around China to um, the biggest life events, whether it's floods or tsunamis or I covered the Iraq war, you know, you name it of conflict. I was on many red carpets with Angelina Jolie or Nicole Kidman or Hugh Jackman, you know, big Hollywood stars. So I had this really fascinating career where I was able to get front seat um, at a major sporting events, global events and witness history in the making. But at the same time, it took its toll on my life and I was exhausted. And so when I was pregnant with my son, I was covering the conflict in Ukraine and I was sort of taking my folic acid and basically dodging the Russian rebels who were taking people hostage and holding you in a ditch for a few hours. And I just didn't want that stress level anymore. And I thought, I really do not want to be having my child and doing this job. And I had to find something else to do. And so while I was um, feeding my son and on maternity leave, I started an Airbnb business. And so I did up a property and was renting that out. And that worked really well, but it was boring. I was bored of the admin and kind of it, it worked on remote and I hired a virtual assistant and that it ran itself. So I knew I wanted to do something else. And I'd already previously had a master's degree in coaching. I'd done that while studying. I was setting up a TV station in Iraq and I basically did my master's degree of studying. It was kind of long distance and I could fly in and out. And so I did, I did that, you know, 10 years before. So at that point I was then thinking, what do I do? And I wanted to do something around coaching 
And um, I, I knew that I had to make it into a brand and a business and go online. And that's where I came across Emily. Hello, Emily. I love it. <laughs> I have a few questions for you before we get into that part of the story. So I love like how casually you said, oh, I was taking my folic acid and I was dodging all these people. And, um, and so I, I totally understand that as a new mom, you wouldn't want to continue down that path. But it sounds like at some point prior, you had already discovered the world of coaching, you got that certification. So what sort of was your entry point into the coaching space? How did you know about coaching back then? What was it that really drew you to that work? So I read my first, so I read when I was 16, I read Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway by Suzanne Jeffers. And I sort of loved the the personal development world. And I was really drawn to that space. And I remember taking, there's a um, British life coach called Fiona Harold, and I took her book and I bought all these courses from her. And I took them traveling around the world when I went on a kind of two-year adventure around the world when I was 22. And so I'd always had that kind of coaching element. And I continued with that and I hired coaches at different points of my journey. And so when I was in Iraq setting up this TV station, I had basically moved there because I had spent 15 years working in Asia. I'd moved back to Europe for a guy and things didn't work out. I was brokenhearted and I was offered this opportunity to go and set up a TV station in Iraq. And I basically went to mend my broken heart. And I, and, and I really went because it was one, it was really well paid. And I thought, look, I can do this and I can, you know, it would just get me over this situation, this heartache, and I can focus all in on this. So I went there and I hadn't really considered that much about the job. Um, and when I went there, I was working with people who had the most, you know, traumatic lives. They had been gassed by Saddam Hussein. They were Kurdish or Syrian refugees, and they had, you know, fled war and conflict and the Syrian conflict. They were kidnapped by ISIS, you name it, of situations. And so I I quickly realized like, oh, like my minor boyfriend dumping heartache was like completely off the scale of insignificant. And I really wanted to find a way to help them and to work better with them. And that's where I got interested in coaching and um, positive psychology. And so I got, um, I started reading a lot by, there's a, um, the father of positive psychology is a man called Martin Seligman. And I, I started reading a lot about him and the way that he worked with, with people who who'd, were going through trauma and PTSD. Wow. And so that, sort of led me into doing my master's degree in coaching because I, I wanted to find a better way of working with people. And so then I decided to do my master's degree while I was there because basically I did six weeks in and then had three weeks off. So I, in my three weeks off, I could go and study. And that's exactly what I did. And so when you say you wanted to find a better way of working with people, these were like working with your co- your colleagues. You didn't actually have clients at the time. This was literally working with people in the TV station, my colleagues, and um, just coaching them because I was having to train that. I was training them 
to set up a TV station. So I was working with like, these were people who had no experience in TV. They were like, a, um, it was like a Syrian doctor or there was this woman who she had been a guerrilla fighter for like the Kurdish army, the YPG. And so she literally wore army fatigues and we tried putting her in like, you know, dolling her out up in an outfit that she could wear on set and it didn't suit her. So she went back to wearing her army fatigues um, wow. and so, um, it was, it was training those people to, yeah. to, to be able to, um, run a TV station and deliver Kurdish news to the Kurdish, Kurdish communities. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. You have such a fascinating background. I'm so interested in all these different facets and how they all come together. So how long were you actually there setting up the, the news station? So it was a year project. Okay. And then at what point did you come back to the UK? So I, after that, I came, um, in fact, I was offered then another job in the Middle East. So I went to work there and I basically did it to carry on my master's. And I would spend, it was four days on, four days off, um, working in a TV station. And so, um, so I literally was then working there and on my four days off, I was studying and working and setting up my business. And that's when I started building my client base. And my client base mainly was journalists and aid workers who had post-traumatic stress and really wanted, felt stuck. They were sort of living similar lives to me where it was very interesting and exciting, but it was, um, but they also had kind of got burned out because it's so exhausting to be living that high pace, um, full on life for a, a long period of time. Totally. And so you started to build up a coaching practice. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So just okay. with, um, with really journalist clients and, um, people in the TV station and, and then in the wider circle of friendships that I had. And was there a point, like you said, when you had the baby and you were feeding him and, and you set up the Airbnb business. So what was it that made you move forward with the Airbnb business instead of maybe automatically thinking, oh, well, let me just grow the coaching practice? So I'd really lost my confidence at that point. And um, I think having a baby and I felt like a real disconnect to my clients and I, I didn't feel like I was in their world anymore. I was kind of in baby land. And so it, it, I just didn't feel like I could talk about post-traumatic stress and living in that kind of world. And so I tried um, coaching with, with other mothers and I'd you know be coaching them while walking around the park, pushing our buggies, um, strollers. And, um, you know, I was, and that was kind of, the world I was living in. And I did that. And you remember this, that I started out in the sort of motherhood sphere of coaching. Um, but I felt a real disconnect because obviously I'd, you know, been a mother for like a year and I had all this other life experience that I was kind of ignoring beyond that. And so I, and I felt like I couldn't really talk about like, oh, traveling in Air Force One with Obama didn't quite work with, oh, sleepless nights and being a mum. And so, um, it was, it just, everything didn't gel together. And I really felt stuck of how to tell my stories and, um, and communicate a message in the online world because I had this disconnect. 
Yeah, no, I remember that so clearly. And, you know, I love that you're sharing this, that there was this lack of confidence and also this lack of alignment that you felt during that time. Cause it was almost like you had this different life before the baby. And then it was like, how do you pair that with the current reality and feel confident about it? And yet, um, make sure that your clients relate to you. So there's a lot of emotions there. So when you found iHeart Coaching and our company, what were your goals or what were the reasons why you decided to move forward and get support in your coaching business? Oh, um, so I was, I just, I knew that I just wanted to get things off the ground and really um, make it that it was a success that I could, I could work in this way. I really didn't want to go back to working in TV. I either had an option of carrying on doing the kind of international journalism, which I didn't really want to do, or I would then be sort of sitting in a newsroom in London where people work 12 or 14 hour shifts. And I didn't want to do that either because I wouldn't see my child. And my husband worked crazy hours, sort of 14 hour days. Um, And so I didn't want a nanny looking after my son. And also journalists pay, although it sounds like we have a glamorous life, actually, my husband was earning like seven times my income. So there was no way that I could say to him, oh, you have the baby and I'll stay and I'll go out to work. So, you know, it was it was really me that was making the decision to say, okay, I've got to find a way that works for me and that I can I can be more hands on. Yeah, I love that. And I think so many people listening are going to resonate with that. And I know when you started the program, like you said, it was very focused on helping moms. You had a mom Facebook group. The brand was geared towards moms. So take us on the journey of you getting clarity because I know the work you do now is quite different. So what was that process like for you, for, for other people who are listening and maybe they're craving clarity or alignment? Can you take us back and tell us how you achieved that? So... I think I, and I remember having lots of um, calls with you and being really stuck and not feeling, not feeling in alignment at all and um, pretty confused what to do. And um, I think I just suddenly, I think I, I just, once I'd finished the iHeart coaching program, and I think it was probably um, a, a good few months in, and I just suddenly was like, what am I doing? Like, why am I, why am I coaching mums when actually, um, you know, all my knowledge and expertise is much more about video. And so I started at that point going all in on video. And, um, I was, I, I, so I, I set up a course called go live and thrive and it was much more about doing Facebook lives and that was kind of the starting point. And I also was then doing video production for people. And that worked well. I had, you know, I had lots of clients and I was doing lots of video production. But again, video production, so coaching people and video production is really full on because the video production, there's lots of edits and re-edits and it's very labor intensive. And so if you're hiring a crew and then you're having to make constant re-edits, even if you, no matter how good you are at forecasting how much a, a particular project is going to cost and then how much you're going to charge the client, you can't forecast how many times the client is going to want to re-edit. And so very often I was basically 
just not making any profit or just make scraping by with a small amount of profit, even though I'd really forecasted and thought about this. And my husband's much better with numbers than I am. And he was kind of doing that as well for me. And so I was like, okay, this, you know, I'm working a lot and I've got lots of clients, but I'm not actually making that breakthrough in the way that, you know, so it appears like, you know, if, you know, I'm, I'm bringing in lots of revenue, but actually there's not enough profit there. And so, yeah, that's so interesting. I think like, I just want to take people back. Cause I remember that point in time where you and I were talking about this previous life and all the experience that you had and how you could kind of weave that into the work. And I remember even in the program that you were a part of with us, you were on video, you were being vulnerable, you were showing up and, you know, a lot of the other women were taking notice and asking, how does she do that? And you saw an opportunity to really support people in putting themselves out there. And so first, I just want to champion you because I know that sometimes people are hesitant to try something new or, you know, just to test um, certain things or certain avenues that they might feel called to go down. And I think we have to give ourselves more permission to get our feet wet and to really like expect some trial and error when it comes to a new business. Absolutely. And I think the more that you pivot, you know, you you have to and be prepared that, you know, I see so many people where I see them, um, you know, start out with particularly you know, the whole mum coaching thing, because you, you sort of see lots of other moms and you think, okay, I can do that. But I have to say, and I know, you know, if I think of four coaches that I sort of started with who were mum coaches, none of them do it now. And the reason why is because there's very little money in it. And, um, you know, because mums, basically, if you're on maternity leave, you know, money is tight and you have to ask your husband and or your partner. And, you know, there's lots of other bills and baby stuff to buy. And so, um, you know, I think um, that go back to what you actually do. And so often I see this with people where the thing that they're good at is staring them in the face and they don't recognize they're doing it. So I can think of many examples where um, somebody is you know, they, they start off and they were like an actress or something like that in their previous life. And then they go into mommy coaching and now they're actually teaching people to perform on camera or they're teaching them to do podcasting. Um, and, or people who are salespeople and they sort of, you almost fight against the thing that you are meant to do and really look into what your previous skill set is, because actually that can give you a massive boost forward because you've got that knowledge and that expertise and you are an expert in that niche. Love it. I agree completely. And so what happened for you? You realized the profit wasn't there with all of the video work and just, you know, you were spinning your wheels, not necessarily creating that time freedom that you wanted. So what was your next step? So at that point I had created a course and I think I'd sold about 25, but I knew that I needed to create a system. And that was where I really went in on creating a series of courses. And so I basically started with um, a series of courses. I have um, Confident on Camera, which is like $19. And I have like the next, the order bump, as you call it in marketing speak, is $27. 
And then I have my bigger course, 297, and then a downsell, which is um, 47. And I literally started selling these through um, Facebook ads. And we started small. And um, I've now sold 30,000 courses, um, make multi six figures. And, um, you know, I still... I still work hard and I can talk about that stuff, but that business runs itself. And um, so it means that I wake up, I can check my Stripe account and I've, you know, made sort of 5K in sales overnight, literally from, um, from just while I slept because it's all automated. And, you know, the freedom that that gives you, that you can, you know, spend more time with your children, you can work school hours and you can go on holidays, take all of the things, you know, all of that, the sort of lifestyle dream stuff that people tell you about an online world. It is possible, but you have to automate the processes and really tap into the thing that you can do and tap into your excellence really. I love that. Thank you for sharing your figures because that's so inspiring for people. And so at that point, when you started to see the sales coming in for the courses, obviously you realized, okay, I'm on to something. I need to really systematize this. Did you also stop doing any live coaching that was essentially trading dollars for hours? Um, I still do coaching. So I still work one-on-one with people, but I don't do, I, I'm quite selective. I don't do it that much um, because, you know, I, I basically work a certain number of hours for my son, um, but you know, I still do some of that because actually with time zones, it works quite well to do some evening calls, but I don't want to do too much. And, um, you know, selling the courses enables me to have that freedom to choose. And, um, you know, and I'm still making, you know, I'm still making great revenue from literally, um, from, from selling the courses with that system. And actually now, because people have taken note of me and I'm, you know, I'm selling a lot of volume of courses and people sort of see me a lot. Other people are now coming to me and saying, I want to create courses. Will you teach me how to create courses? And so what happened was I then had like major brands and businesses coming to me. And so, for example, I have a new business venture. So it's literally a new company that I've set up with a joint venture with Psychologies magazine and which is like a big glossy magazine in the UK that sort of, I guess, a bit like um, O magazine in the US. It's sort of that um, wellness and how you feel kind of perspective. Um, and so I'm creating a business with them running a series of courses so with that, I had sort of meetings with the board and I was doing that from my spare bedroom and, you know, and there they were, they were all around the board and there was me, you know, at home and, <laughs> you know, it was, and that's all been possible. And so that, you know, the figure projection for that is we're literally about to go live next month. You know, that's enormous potential um, because psychology has like, you know, they have 1.3 million people who like their um, Facebook page, for example. So the sales potential is huge. That's amazing, Lucy. 
That's so incredible. And I'm thrilled that you're sharing all of these big wins and, and what's happened since then and what's possible because other people need to hear it. And, you know, I remember we worked together not that long ago and there were a lot of moments where you were, you wanted to pull your hair out because it was stressful and you didn't feel aligned. And there were those questions of like, you know what, I know this is possible for me. I know I'm capable. I know I'm smart enough. I, I have the certification. I've done the work. And so when is it actually going to happen? And so can you talk to people who are maybe in that place right now and feeling the frustration and just share how you were able to move through that? Oh, God, it's so hard. It's incredibly hard. And when you're stuck in that position where things aren't working, and I think, you know, I said that phrase so often, like, why is it not working? It's not working. And, you know, and you can feel um, really frustrated. Um And you just have to keep going. It's like literally baby steps. And I think at one point I was like, why is it not working for me? And my husband said to me, look, you know, you're a business startup. Business startups, you know, don't work in the beginning. And you just have to give it time and keep going. And he was absolutely right. But I think I and many people fall into the kind of the marketing um, you know, you feel it, it fall into that sort of thing where you think, oh, everyone else is this amazing, incredible success. And why am I not? And, you know, those stories, they're, they're kind of marketing stories. And, um, you know, there are these, you know, amazing, like, oh, I've had a six figure month or whatever it may be. But very often, behind that, you've got to think, is that profit? Or is that revenue? And, that's really important um, because you know you might be making like whatever in revenue, but that doesn't mean profit. And so there's a massive difference between those two things. And the more that you can get clarity around that, the better you'll feel because you know there's you know very often people are using kind of marketing glossy numbers, and the reality is very different. So don't lose heart keep going, but you must take baby steps and be visible. It's really, really important. Um, And the ways that you can do that, you know, be really um, focused on getting your message out there. And, and certainly for me, one of the big things that I did in the beginning was like, you know, I thought, oh, Facebook, because I like Facebook, everyone likes Facebook. And Facebook ads work really well, but you have to remember that the reach on Facebook has dropped considerably. So if you're not getting the results that you want from Facebook, if you're not getting the engagement on your business pages, on anything that you post, look at other platforms. And it might be it's Instagram, but also consider things like YouTube, which if you play the YouTube game right, people will find you through search. And so if you think of, say, um, YouTube, it is a question that somebody has typed into Google. So let's say, for example, um, how can I make six figures? And that's the question somebody types into Google. If you answer that question on your YouTube video, then your video will pop up. And so it's about learning about search, SEO and search. And if you can crack that for your blog posts and also for your YouTube, that will help you get found. You know, I have thousands and thousands of views of videos. Like, you know, 
over 100,000 views simply because I did the research to answer the right question. And so when you do that, it means that that video gets watched time and time again. And that can be your lead magnet. And that can save you, you know, advertising when you're first starting out. But also, it means you've got one video that you post and you're answering that one question. You're not having to spend hours on the hamster wheel of social media feeling like you're not getting anywhere and not getting the traction that you want. And once, when I realized that, that was a massive game changer for me. And, you know, I just was like, right, I'm going all in on YouTube and Pinterest. And, you know, I was getting like a million views on Pinterest every month. And that was, again, this amazing lead magnet that then meant I was then pushing people to my blog, they were signing up. And that was driving traffic, which enabled me to then sell things on the back of it. So, you know, I think be smart about what is going to work for you and what works best for your business. Don't just kind of, you don't have to follow everyone else where they say, oh, go use Facebook or go use Instagram. Um, you know, really think creatively what's going to work for you. Maybe it's TikTok, maybe it's LinkedIn. That is the best platform for you, but go all in on that platform. Thank you for sharing that, Lucy. And what do you recommend for people who are just starting out, who are trying to think of the next big course idea or just something that's going to resonate with their audience? What's your recommendation in terms of starting up, starting to um, create your first course? So I think really, I would recommend doing like a, a series of courses, but having like a micro course. So, you know, something where it's, you know, it's still brilliant value, um, as in the price point, but you're also jam packed full of information. It's really good quality content. Um, you know, that could be $9 or $19 or $17, something around that price point. Um, and, and then build from there. So don't give them everything in that course, give them one particular pain point and one thing that is going to resonate with them most of all. And that will then, take them on a journey. So they start with that particular pain point. And then you say, okay, you've overcome this thing. Now we're going to, you know, do you need help with this next stage? And then you can say, oh, or would you like the whole course? And then so you can, if you think of a waiter, when he's in a restaurant, he will say, do you want to start with the starters? And then would you like the main course and then dessert? Do you want coffees? And he's always upselling. And it's exactly the same thing with courses. Oh, beautiful. I love that analogy. And so what's in store for you next? You mentioned psychologies, which is incredible and that partnership. What else is in store for you and your company? So, yeah, so that um, we have, um, I've got a launch for my um, group program, which is all about creating courses. Um, so that's coming up later this month. And we also then have the the launch for the new psychologies business. And because of everything that's been going on in the world, and things are slightly colliding. So it's going to be an, an interesting and busy sort of six weeks or so, but really exciting. And I'm so excited to get the psychologies project, particularly off the ground and, and running. So yeah, that will be great. Amazing. And what would you say to people? Um, one of the final things I want to really hear from you, Lucy, is I know that during our time together, you did a lot of mindset work. And so what were some of the biggest shifts that you had to make? Obviously, being persistent, continuing to move forward, but what were some of the mindset shifts that really brought you to this place today? Oh, um, <laughs> um, 
I think it is about it's it, it is about taking those baby steps and doing taking action every day and even on the days where you feel like it's not working you feel frustrated and you you feel like why is everyone else succeeding and you're not which i you know i get it i've been there um you have to one remember that it's you know it, when you actually look at it is it just marketing or is it reality and two just you've got to keep going. And so that might mean go to a yoga class, go for a run, go do something, but then take action. And I think the way, and this is one of the benefits of, of when you've got kids that you only have these limited pockets of windows. So set a timer and it's for 20 minutes or it's for an hour and just cram in everything you can do. I know certainly before I had kids, I was someone who, you know, I could spend hours like, you know, making it perfect and being on Google, like choosing, just get it done. And done is better than perfect, which is so Emily's phrase. <laughs> I'm sure I got that from somebody else that rings a bell, but yeah, it's one of my favorites. It's definitely a motto I live by as well. Thank you, Lucy. And final question that I ask all of our guests on the I Heart My Life show, what's one way people can create a life that's better than their dreams? automation like so and what I mean by that is like courses or digital products that enable you to create share your knowledge and share your knowledge again and again and again and when you do that and you set up the systems and the processes that go with it this can be life-changing as I've talked about today you can literally set up these systems and processes and when you once you've done it you can do it for other businesses and you can do it for multiple products and multiple income streams that can absolutely change your life beautiful thank you well I appreciate you Lucy and I'm so grateful that you've shared your story and been honest with us and just showed us what's possible when people keep moving forward and really focus on what's right in front of them and what their strengths are and what they have to offer the world um, and keep it simple and like you said make it automated so thank you so much for your time I hope you loved today's episode. I think Lucy's story is so inspirational and a reminder that truly anything is possible. If you like today's episode and you love the show, we ask you to share it with somebody who needs it. We are always welcoming new members. And of course, we'd be honored if you'd pass on our website, iheartmylife.com, for all of those women who you know, know they are meant for something big and are ready to get their gifts and talents out in the world. Thank you for listening to the I Heart My Life show. For more inspiration, success tips, and ways to achieve your life and business goals, definitely follow me on Facebook and Instagram on I Heart My Life Now. See you next time.